0: Welcome to the K9PT Academy podcast, business lessons for canine rehabilitation therapists. Introducing your host, Dr. Francisco Maya. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, no matter where you are in this world. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the K9PT Academy podcast, business lessons for canine rehabilitation therapists. So it's hard to believe, but May is here like I don't know about you guys but so far the year has flown by for me to think that we already may and before we notice we're going to be at the halfway point through the year you know, and especially the month of April was just very busy, uh, both at the clinic, just a lot going on over there. Uh, also with this business as well, right, with the the launch and the beginning of the new business accelerator program. But then also just personally, just a lot going on, and it's 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 good that like you know I, I look back and like man, I, I made it through the month of April, and you know successfully, and, and now we're kind of like. Looking very positive towards May, planning um, our family vacation that we're going to be doing towards the end of June, beginning of July this year, and just really kind of like looking forward to nice weather here in Chicago. This is the this is the time of the year where here suddenly we go from. 40 degrees to 70, 75 degrees. We had a couple days that were in the 70s, which was wonderful because one of them fell on a Saturday and we were able to go to the lake shore, go to the beach over here. It was the first time we went there with Susie, really got to enjoy things. And then the last couple of weeks, the weather has gotten a little cooler again. Today it's nice and cool and chilly. But from this point on, it just always gets warmer and warmer. And I don't know if you guys have ever been to Chicago, but there's a reason why people endure the winter in Chicago. It's because when it gets to this time of the year, spring and summer, it is probably one of the best cities to be around. Just so much to do, so much things outdoors, events, sightseeing. Uh, and whatnot. It's it's a wonderful city, and I highly recommend you guys planning on visiting when it when it's nice for you to do a lot of stuff outside. I'm sure you're not gonna gonna regret that. But <clears throat> let's get going with today's podcast, okay? And today's podcast, we're gonna talk about the four key traits of a successful entrepreneur, okay? Because if you're listening to this podcast, then you either are an entrepreneur, you either are a business owner, or you're aspiring to be at one point in time, right? That's what we tend to really kind of like focus on. And the thing about it is for the not everyone, but I would say a good at least 90% of people who are entrepreneurs and business owners in the field of animal rehab, we kind of like had no other option. Basically, you know, it's very different from some other fields where even as a physical therapist, right? One of the reasons why I became a physical therapist to begin with and and why a lot of PTs go into that field is because of the job security. Like I can literally go and start working within a week or two at a skilled nurse facility, a rehab facility, a, a hospital, an outpatient facility. Like there are plenty of jobs around. There is the security in terms of that. But... Of course, when it comes to animal rehab, but it's very different. And a lot of us had to forge our own way. In, 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 in my case, it was because uh, the place where I was at didn't really value physical therapists and really undervalued me and treated me more as a, a veterinary assistant. And I realized that, hey, if I'm going to make this work, I'm going to have to go out on my own. So sometimes it's because of that. It's because of us feeling undervalued, underappreciated, both for PTs and veterinarians. Uh, sometimes it's because there's just no opportunities around us. Some of the people I have worked with is just the fact that there was no rehab place around them. Or if there was, there was one or two and it didn't really fit with the model that they wanted to practice or anything like that. There was an opportunity for them and they had to figure out how to do this on their own. So it's it's just very different because then a lot of us are business owners, we are entrepreneurs, but it's not like something that it really kind of like... We always wanted it to be right but we're still in this situation and we got to figure out how to make it through and what i've realized over the years both with myself but also with other entrepreneurs that i surround myself with and of course the entrepreneurs that i helped to develop through my business accelerator and my incubator programs i have noticed uh, uh, some key uh, uh, personality character traits and these are the four character traits that i'm putting this together here for you guys okay so let's talk about them so let's talk about what makes a good entrepreneur so the first key trait is that the best entrepreneurs are good problem solvers and they are strategic thinkers okay they're good problem solvers and they are strategic thinkers and I feel a lot of us uh, 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 get into this field because of that, because we like problem, like problem solving. You know, if you think about it, that's what being a physical therapist is. That's what being a veterinarian is. You're trying to assess the patient and figure it out. What's this problem and how I'm going to fix it, you know, kind of stuff. So we have that innate uh, 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 problem solving skill, right? But what we lack sometimes is just the strategic thinking that is required to go along with that. And part of the problem is that, is that uh, society in general has raised us to basically do a good job and work hard, right? If you do a good job and you work hard, you're going to get rewarded, right? That's especially what was passed down, you know, through our grandparents' generation, then passed down to our parents, and then passed down by us, is that if you work hard, if you do a good job, you're going to get rewarded for it, right? So the problem here is not working hard. The problem here for entrepreneurs is that we simply got that many problems and we aren't able to figure it out which one want to solve first. That's why problem solving and strategic think has to come hand in hand. They have to come together because we got too many problems. But how do we figure out which ones to prioritize today? Which ones to prioritize this week? Which ones to prioritize this month? Because the thing is that the problems are never going to go away. Right? We can't be like, okay, let me solve this series of problems that I have, and then I'm gonna be fine. Next week or next month, I'm gonna have no problems to solve. Everything's gonna be easy peasy. Well, that's not the case, because the problems are just gonna evolve. They're never gonna go away if we just plan on them just going away. The trick is that we wanna create the problems that we wanna solve and not the problems that just going to get thrown at us every single day. Right? But then the question is, how do we stop just being the busiest person? How do we move beyond just just working hard type of mentality? The first thing I'll say about that is that we got to stop majoring on minor things. We got to stop majoring on minor things. We can't get just so caught up with everything that is around us there's too many minor things around us that it just kind of like sucks us in right and i'm talking about the news about uh, talking about sometimes the conversations that are around us either uh uh uh, you know from friends from colleagues from uh, uh the coffee shop you know whatever it may be social media what's the latest social media trend kind of stuff like you know I'm not saying we have to 100% ignore those things, but we can't get sucked into it because that will be majoring on minor things. And we got to stop worrying about negativity. And we got to stop worrying about negative people, especially. And remember that the best thing that we can do for negative people is to stop agreeing with them. So if someone is trying to bring us down, if someone, instead of elevating themselves, is trying to bring you down with them, just stop agreeing with them. They're going to get irritated by the fact that you don't care about their negativity and that you are just happy as you are. And guess what? They're going to leave you alone then. Because you're not going to feed into what they're looking for. Does that, ha- does that make sense? Right? So you got to stop doing what everyone else is doing just for the sake of it. We gotta stop doing that everyone else is doing just because that's what people are doing. We gotta be strategic about it. It doesn't matter if we're talking about our business, about our life, about marketing, about whatever it may be. Right? Sometimes I see that with our businesses is that we get drawn into the, the, the newest shiny object out there, right? The shiny object syndrome kind of stuff, rather than just mastering the basics. We see this new social media platform. We see this new feature in social media. We hear about this new brand new marketing thing and this and that. And that sounds much better than trying to figure out the things that didn't work for you before that you know it works. You just haven't figured out how to make it work for you. Right? So we start doing what other people are doing without fully understanding why the heck are they doing that? So we got to be good problem solvers, but strategic thinkers at the same time. The second key trait is that the best entrepreneurs have worked on overcoming their fears. Okay, and I have talked about this topic, overcoming fears and so forth so many times before, at least on a few different podcast episodes. It was one of the main topics of my lecture at the Vet Rehab Summit for Online Pet Health last year. Right? But it does keep coming up and it's going to keep coming up. Why? Because it is one of the main challenges of being an entrepreneur and a business owner. Even though I bring it out often, we still face those fears. I still face those fears and that's totally normal. Right? It can be the fear of how to get things going. It can be the fear of growth in terms of feeling unprepared for what is next for your business. It can be the fear of getting the business going because you fear what's going to happen if you actually succeed or what's going to happen if you fail. Fear of what colleagues are going to think about us. Fear about what friends and family members are going to think about us. Right? You see what I mean? And there was a great quote by Wayne Gretzky, the great, great Wayne Gretzky greatest hockey player of all time, where he said that you miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. And that's one of the reasons why on the Vet Rehab Summit lecture last year, we talked about that, that we have these fears, but we can't hide from them. We can't live a life where we're just trying to avoid making mistakes, right? We have the fear of failure. We have the fear of the unknown. We have the fear of judgment. We have even the fear of success. Those are all very, very, very real. But we must work on figuring it out. How do we move forward? And not necessarily how to avoid them. right? And here's one key thing that I, I, I need you. I was going to say I want you, but I need you to understand. is that at one point, you just got to push forward. At one point, you just got to take that shot. And if you actually make that shot or not, it's actually irrelevant. But the important thing is you actually took the shot. Because even if you miss it, you're going to learn from it. And you're going to have taken a step forward. And you're going to have it moved forward. Right? That's why we got to work on overcome our fears. The third key trait of the best entrepreneurs are then that they're careful with what false beliefs they are telling themselves. They're careful with what we're telling themselves, with what we hear on TV, on social media, with the people we surround ourselves with, the conversations we have, the conversations that we get caught up with, with what people are talking around us, right? And it doesn't mean, and here's the thing, right? Because I have heard many life, business coaches, whatever, uh, um, preach for lack of a better term, that, oh, you just got to turn off your phone. You just got to be off social media. Like I once had a coach tell me that you just got to delete your Facebook app. Don't even, don't, even, don't even have it on your phone. You just got to delete your, your Facebook app. If you need to use it, you download it, you log in, you use it, and then you delete again because that process of having to download it and log in every single time is going to prevent you from actually going on social media. Bro, that's not healthy either. Just ignoring things is not healthy either, right? Like another, another person I remember telling me that like, oh, after 7.30 p.m. or 8 p.m., you just got to put your phone away in the drawer and not worry about that until the next morning. Well, that's not feasible, right? And I don't mean, you know, because what if people need to reach out to you? What if family members, parents, kids, loved ones need to get hold of you, right? So that, of course, that's not feasible either. So we can't shield ourselves away from it. We can't shield ourselves away from social media, from TV, from conversations with friends and families and so forth. That's not a real solution to just avoid those things. But what we need to do is develop a higher level of thinking that is going to help us stay above these false beliefs that surround us every day. Right? For example, other business owners... Telling you that, hey, there are no good employees out there. You're going to have to settle for less. Oh, this younger generation just don't understand the meaning of hard work. Right? Probably have heard stuff like that. That's a false belief. Another one pretty popular in the field, of course, is, well, people are just going to complain if I raise my rates. Or are people even willing to pay extra let's say, for pet care, i.e. rehab during a recession, during an economic downturn, whatever it may be, right? Those are all false beliefs. Those are all things that we tell ourselves that we hear from other people. And the thing is that our brain is going to let us believe whatever we want to believe. Our brains are going to do whatever it can do to help us feel better about our challenges, to help help us feel better about our adversities. Our brain is going to do whatever it can to keep us in that comfort zone, leading towards us telling ourselves false beliefs. So that way we feel better about ourselves. And you can play that game along with the rest of the world, or you can choose to rise above it and prove people, including yourself, wrong. Right? Because what if I told you that those false beliefs do not hold true? What if I told you that probably right now it is one of the best times for you to raise your rates, especially if you haven't done, those, done so over the last 15 to 18 months? Because people are used to the price of things being raised right now, and they're not really going to balk at it. Everything is raised. Everything is more expensive than it was 18 months ago. So why should your fees be the same? Right. What about people's willingness to pay for uh, 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 what some see as a commodity service, like animal rehab during a recession? Right. That's probably one of the biggest false beliefs that I keep seeing around our field right now. And right now, I probably see over the last like six to 12 months or so. I think part of it is the media, the fear, right, that we gets portrayed in the media almost every day. How, you know, if you watch uh, like those morning shows type of stuff, there's always a segment about inflation, about the price rising on, on, on products, on groceries, on traveling, you know, and a lot of that stuff. And part of it is also what we keep hearing around us. The circle of people around us keep telling us those things too. Potential clients, even, friends, family members. Now here's the truth, if you haven't realized it's that, is that people are going to still spend money during a recession. It's just that people are going to be more cognizant about where they're spending their money, and they're going to want to make sure that they're getting a good value in return. That's the difference people are still going to be spending money is that they want to make sure that they're getting a good value in return for what they're spending. So what does that mean for us? What does does mean for animal rehab businesses? Is that the clinics, the businesses who have been selling a commodity, who have been selling a service, who have been advertising underwater treadmill and laser, are the ones who has the greatest potential to struggle. Okay, because they're advertising the same thing as the clinics down the road. And interestingly enough, what I have found through the years is that the clinics who advertise a commodity like those are also the ones who more often than not struggle to really raise the rates. And they raise the rates by two, three, maybe five percent But then with inflation, whatever it is right now, 10 12%, is that going to be enough? Right? And more often than not, those are the same folks telling themselves false beliefs that it's wrong to make money in animal rehab. That, oh, I only got on this for the love of animals. I don't do this for the money. Well, I know we don't do this for the money. I know we got this for the love of animals, but we're running a business we got bills to pay, both the business and at home. So you got to be realistic about it. Right? And I've been saying this over and over and over again. And I hope that by now you understand that you're not running, we are not running an animal rehab business. We are in the customer service business. And we just happen to deliver animal rehabilitation as a service. But first and foremost, you are in the customer service business. And that's a huge difference for you to understand. And that's a big reason why I obsess over the customer journey of our clients. Because I realized a while ago that that was going to be one of the main things that was going to set me apart from any competitions around me in the eyes of the consumer. And I, can, I, 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 I have seen that in my own clinic and I have seen that time and time and time again with the folks who have gone through my Business Accelerator program and implemented the things that we teach. They're playing a different game because they understand how to put the pieces of the puzzle together and build a business focused on the customer experience. Putting them in a position where they're actually set up to succeed through whatever's thrown at them in a potential recession, right? And it's all things that if you have heard me been talking about the business accelerator and you've joined a marketing bootcamp last month, you know what I'm talking about. It's your marketing message, your website, how you handle phone calls, your nurturing process, how you communicate with your clients. How do you put together the framework on how you educate them on how you're going to help them? All of those pieces of the puzzle got to come together to give the pet owner an experience that they're not going to get anywhere else. And that's going to be the difference. Like literally, like we have clients that drive across town to see us, driving literally in front of one, two other clinics in the, on their way to see us, and they still rather go see us. Why? Because of that because of the experience that they get with us. I literally have a client who lives two blocks away from another clinic. She could walk over there. She would trip on her front step and she would be halfway there. (laughs) But instead, she drives 25, 30 minutes to go see us and pays more to do so too. Like, how do you explain that? Now, if I was selling the commodity, if I was selling the same thing as this other clinic selling, would she be willing to drive 30 minutes to go see us and pay more rather than go two blocks down the street from her house? More than likely she wouldn't. So you see what I mean? That's why we got to stop with the false beliefs that we tell ourselves. And that's why the best entrepreneurs work on figuring it out. How to uh, go beyond these false beliefs. Okay, and then the last key trait, the fourth and final key trait is that the best entrepreneurs understand where success comes from. Okay, most of the success in your life is going to come from understanding how and why to do whatever it is that you do and not actually from doing whatever it is that you do okay most of the success in your life you're going to come from understanding how and why to do something and not from actually doing that something and that's something I actually uh, talked a little bit recently with my business accelerator students is that it's all a piece of the puzzle that I got got to come together but the most important thing is not for anyone to just copy what I do Just plug it in and expect the same level of success. No, you gotta understand the how and you gotta understand the why behind it. That's the most important thing. That's why I teach this stuff in terms of business. So, like, you can understand why my message is the way it is, or why my website was developed the way it is, why this, why that and not just copy and paste and that's where the magic happens is when someone understands the how and the why takes something that i taught them but figure it out how to actually make it work for them that's where the magic's going to happen and 80% of your success is going to come from yourself from your mindset from you understanding why you do what you do your ability to manage your emotions and how you respond to the challenges thrown at you on a regular basis as an entrepreneur because here's the key thing for us to wrap it up is that the fundamentals on how to be successful never changes it hasn't changed it hasn't changed in the last 100 years and it's not going to change in another 100 years Success is about the mastery of the fundamentals and the mastery of the basics. What I mean by that is that it can be boring, it can be repetitive, but that's where you're going to find success. It's taking that same book that you read three years ago, they maybe didn't care for much at that point in time, but now that book might hold the answers that you're looking for ...for the problem that you're facing today. It's listening to the same podcast I maybe headed out to you six months ago... ...where the message didn't necessarily get across to you at that point in time. But today, you have a different set of problems and today you would. That's what mastering the basics is. It's constantly evolving, constantly looking for the answers, even in places where you have looked at it already, but you're going back and you're looking at it again, you're reading it again, you're listening to it again, but with a different mindset, because now it's going to speak to you in a little bit of a different way than it did six months, three years, five years ago. That's what being successful is. It's about taking all of that, sprinkle it with some discipline and some resiliency. And then you have the recipe for success. Right. So that's how would define success is a desire to be consistently and constantly evolving while understanding the why behind things. While mastering the basics and while having the resiliency to keep pushing forward. So please keep that in mind. Thank you for listening to another episode of the K9 PT Academy podcast, Business Lessons for K9 Rehabilitation Therapist. If you enjoyed what we had to say, please make sure to share or subscribe to our podcast or even leave us a review. You can also email us at hello at k9ptacademy.com. That's hello at k9ptacademy.com with any questions or suggestions. And go to k9ptacademy.com to find more resources and content, including our fee calculator spreadsheet, which is absolutely free and will help you determine how much you should be charging for your sessions because, because let's face it determining what we should be charging is one of the biggest struggles we have as business owners in the canine rehabilitation field you can also find all of that information and more under the show notes